back, everybody. Hello. How's everybody doing today? How are you doing? It's Rachel's birthday episode. Hello. 28 years old, still a young lad. I am. You are. I am young. I do feel like I've always been waiting to be 28, though. Why? It's actually so insignificant. I like the number, I okay. think. Even numbers? I like eights. Two little circles on top of each other. Nice number. Um, it's my least favorite to write. Really? Because mm-hmm. it's like, did you go two circles or do you go around the bend? A little bit of both. But two circles looks better, but they're never the way you want them to be. Something I figured out when Josh was signing a bunch of loan paperwork. The man writes twos like an angel. He has the best twos on the block. Um, does he go, what? Like, does he swirly, loop yeah, it? Or he does a little loopy. Lines? I'm it's a straight cute. line. Me too. But like, it, almost just the way Z. he does it is beautiful. Oh, it's calligraphy. I good penmanship. I know. Everything else, questionable. The twos. <laughs> the twos, the twos are looking phenom. Good. Yeah. How are you feeling, Rach? I'm good. We've been all over the motherfucking board this week. We didn't talk about it last week because we had enough to get into. <laughs> but Lord, my poor hairdresser oh. had to deal with Fifty Shades of Rach. As we all did, if you knew, if you were in on it. I dyed my hair. Walk us through. Cut it, but the cut is fine. It's like it was when I first like got my hair done, like back in May. And I made the decision based on finances because like the haircut, the hair color I had was like, it was like a different root color and a highlight and there were low lights in there. It was expensive to keep up with and we're buying a house. And I just decided to do a little bit of like martyrdom because no one asked me to. And I <laughs> um, was like, okay, it's time. Like I just should do an all over color, something that's easy to keep up with. Just keep up with the roots um, and just like trim my hair up and get, because it was getting too long. When my hair gets long to the point where it's like matting in the back, mm. I can't deal with that. So mm. I can't. You've been rocking short hair for a while. Is it short? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, I was going through old photos of us just reminiscing on yeah. your birthday. As one does to celebrate (laughs) another human. But you had really long hair. I did. When we first met and kind of through that first. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the the change of hair was a change of season. Yeah. For you. Well, and that's the thing. I had long hair because I couldn't afford to get it cut. They're like hair has always, I think, represented to me. Like my, yeah, my financial situation for sure. Like when, oh Yeah. Like, I just never kept up with my hair. And then when I started, like, actually making money, I started, like, getting my hair done. And then, like, this, especially, like, my, like, red copper hair, I just felt, like, I just felt like myself with that hair color. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, in a way that, like, I was saying to just like, I've never really cared what my hair looked like. Like, I'm not too, like, bothered by it. But something happened to me on Monday. Um got my hair colored and cut and granted like because my hair had been red we did like a this is like a dark for those of you that aren't on on youtube this is like a dark like warm warm brown but it just pulled all warm and so she had to go back in and dye it again to make it like more brown and less like maroon and it was exactly to the t the color that i showed her going into it exact Tony, you did great talk to them about what was happening while you were in the chair oh it was immediate regret me was you're like i am panicking and sweating in this chair i literally (laughs) hate my hair so much you knew you already made up your mind before you even see how it developed oh i'd seen what i needed to see (laughs) and it was not my copper red hair and and it was a shock to my system let me tell everybody that this had Rachel, down fucking bad. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, identity crisis. I should probably, I won't do it to you, but it would be a treat for our listeners to see the Marco Polo that was sent when she had realized that there was no going back from this. Um, Oh, I was like getting on the schedule. I woke up Monday morning or Tuesday morning, like sobbing, looked at myself in the mirror. (laughs) And I said, oh, I my God. Laugh, but I'm I'm glad because we're on the other side of it that I can speak truly to this. But I'm telling you, I was getting my hair done and I felt guilty for it. 
And I was sitting there. My best friend, Michelle, does my hair. And I'm like, hey. Michelle was freeing her schedule. She was, she was coming through. She was like. I know. Because I'm like, I've ne- actually never seen Rachel this sad before. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like I just got to reach out to the masses. Literally, I Marco Polo Jess. And for those of you, actually, someone asked, like, what the fuck is Marco Polo? It's like walkie talkies, but videos. So it's like you just video yourself. Like, imagine like a Snapchat, but you keep the videos in the chat, basically. Right. So I'm Marco Poloing Jess horizontal in bed I'm just ta- showered but I'm talking just showered which is never the the good the best I'm look talking in laying down hair wet slicked back in some kind of robe ordeal and she is just double chinned up like fuck <laughs> Jess down bad man I was like I guess you should see me cry because it doesn't happen often <laughs> I, I was like oh my god this is a this is a great emergency here i was like where's josh should i be texting i don't know he was like should i take off work like, I, where we are all we? were just where are we this was this was deep but then um i started my period <laughs> um which i never ever use as an excuse because i've never experienced the sadness the of sadness PMS. of pms like sure irritability but i've always felt like the irritability came from being in pain mm. so like this period, I'm sorry, we are going on 15 years of me having a period. I got my period when I was like 13 years old. So I've always had horrible cramps. Didn't cramp at all this period. Just sobbing. I texted, I texted period, my right? hairdresser <laughs> and I was just like, Brie, I'm so sorry. When can you fit me in again? I'm in a bad way. And then literally like four hours later, I sent her a video on Instagram. I was like, Brie, I apologize. I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) I'm liking it today. Um, Please ignore all previous messages and you can take me off your sketch because that like I literally was going to have her. She was literally going to have to bleach my entire head. I mean, we do a shadow. Oh, yeah. It was going to cost. But hey. On, hundos, hundos on the up and up we are okay with it we're liking it we're loving it good we're, we're happy with the you know the thrifty option it's a good color looks good it looks good you look so, good with anything but got the face of an angel thank skin you skin of a baby's bottom we're hoping because um i was saying to jazz earlier before we press record um i've taken my last birth control pill so i'm hoping i don't hoping skin stays you'll be fine <sighs> Yeah, if not, get on Spiralactalone. I don't know how to... I never know how to say it. I think that's kind of close. Anywho. Okay. Rach, any... That was your update. Yeah, that was Do my... Do I update. have any updates? Um, Not that I can think of. No, I don't have any. Okay. Well, last week, we talked about pimple pumping videos. <gasps> I came across another subsect of that. And it's not earwax? And it's not earwax. Talk to me. Lice removal (laughs) i'm so glad you said this did you come across yes in that metal comb Ooh, send me to satisfactory heaven (laughs) oh my god do you get the ones where she pops the lice yes she puts them under the i just found her i just found her and i've been scrolling and scrolling and scrolling oh my god i spent so many i was like this should gross me out to high but why it why? Why I'm does just it like, not? Look at them bugs. That, but also the it fact is that there's like, an entire business dedicated to lice right. removal in, in a, this community. Mm-hmm. But shout lice out to them! Around. Shout out to them! That's they're doing the Lord's work, if you ask me. Yeah, that is very scary. And they did ask her, like, "Do you have you ever got caught yeah. it?" And I watched that too, and she was like, "What did she say?" She said one time, and it was yeah. traumatizing. But they were, you know, protection, yeah. obviously. But like, how sad! I'm talking like. Not lice that also, can we talk about how that was so traumatizing in schools when you had to get checked for lice? Um, how, about Jess, around? how about just getting lice? You got how about lice? getting oh, lice? We did talk about this. And then they have to, you know, you're reading nook corners. They got to, they got to remove all, all the soft surfaces. They had to, they had to, everybody's got to know. Ostracize you, man. I know. But that's scary stuff. But then they're like, lice attracts clean hair. And you're like, ugh. Okay, I'm a clean girl. A clean girl just takes fucking pride in that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> sure do. This hair is clean as a whistle. <laughs> no, but that was really scary. But also, if you're not on Lice Talk, I advise you. Unless bugs gross you out. But something like, I feel bad. They like call child services on those kids. I know. They That's, have to. I mean, they're, like I said, 
I think I was saying this before, but like you can see the bugs crawling and like jumping off their hair. Yeah, it's it's the bugs, but it's also the eggs. When there's eggs embedded, mm-hmm. that's that means like Shave they've been living they've been living bald. in there for a long time. Shave me bald if that ever happened. Fuck that. I'll wear wigs. Ah, <laughs> uh, good. God. Okay, we've got a plan. <laughs> okay, yeah. You. Thank you. Um, Stick to that. Something else I have to bring up. This is niche, and um, I think maybe only four of our listeners give one hoot about this. But <laughs> Formula One had their final oh. race of the year. And let me tell you. How do you know anyone gives a hoot about this? Because I know that Laura gives a hoot. I know that Maddie Bensinger gives a hoot. And there might be. We've got a couple thousand people around here. There's got to be a couple others. And I've talked about this. Formula One Drive to Survive. Netflix series. Like, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. Now that you're a TV girl, I'm sorry. Get on, Jess. I won't accept anything else. TV I watch. Okay. This is good. This is good. And Joe would love it too. So Joe has watched. I, he was he was into it for a short while and he's moved on. It's phenom. It's phenom. And just the sport in general. The drama is so crazy. But this is the first year. So a lot of times like how Formula One works, like you get points for like where you place. And so sometimes you can win like the year before the last race of the season if you've won enough races and you get enough points. Okay. Which has happened for quite a, many years. Max Verstappen, who races for Red Bull, and Lewis Hamilton, who races for Mercedes, had the same amount of points going into the last race of the season. You're sounding like a mad sports girl right now, and I've never seen this look on you. Soak it in, soak it up. I am. I'm a Formula (laughs) One girl first and foremost. And um, Lewis Hamilton has won the past seven championships. You are dropping names. I know. Okay. But Max is an up-and-comer. I mean, he's been racing for quite a while, but, like, when he got with Red Bull, he's just been like... And Max is an insane person, okay? It's like, you know that boy gives no shits. He's going to go. He's going to go full out. And this is, like, a dangerous sport. But it was looking like Lewis was going to win. But in the last lap, um, I forget who he raced for, Latifi or whatever, crashes. And so they have to get a safety car out which means all of the cars are now next to each other. So whatever time that they had between them was now basically Lewis and Max in the last lap were going to like race for the finish. What? The oh. game was, this was looking like a boring a boring end. Like, But here. But here. Turn. Some, someone paid Latifi to crash or something. And um, they, they race neck and neck, last lap. And... Max secures the win. Josh and I jumped up in our seats because I'm really torn because I like both of the drivers. Um, and I'm a Ferrari girl, if you want to know. Um, <laughs> um, but it was exhilarating. If you haven't watched Formula One, you need to. It's so good. Um, Formula One, F1, Drive to Survive on Netflix. Check it out. Check it out on these winter days that we're I'm, hitting. I'm happy for you that you found something you, you thoroughly enjoy. I know. And I feel like I know stuff. The only thing I'm I could go on about all the ins and the outs, but I'll spare you. But let yeah, it Yeah, I mean, you went exhil- into far more detail than this it's ADHD exhilarating. T brain can handle. You, you black, you didn't care one second. I was trying to, f- details are hard for me, especially if it's something I can't visualize. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you this being a TV girl, talking about things that. We know a lot of, or know a lot about, is I'm talking the team I'm rooting for is Richmond. I'm talking about Ted fucking Lasso, baby. Have you caught up? I'm, we finished okay. season two. Here, we're going to give spoilers. If you don't want to talk about Ted Lasso, you haven't finished season two, skip ahead for approximately two minutes. I don't know. Can we talk about the downfall of Nate for a minute and how? Hey, first and foremost, fuck Nate. Fuck Nate. But I found it all very interesting. Okay, first off, before we talk about fuck Nate, we're going to talk about Roy fucking Kent. The way he makes me fucking feral. <laughs> oh my god. I, him, and Sam Obasanya, oh, they can get it twice can- on Sunday. Oof. Oof. Okay, back to fuck Nate. I thought the demise of Nate was super interesting, though. And the way when he had that like altercation at the end, yelling at like Ted Lasso. Yeah. That was wild. 
it was a like they started like having him slip up throughout the whole season. Oh, you knew. And but I think we were all like, this is another like redemption arc. Yeah. And then they just crash and burn it. But he just like, I don't know. I feel like because he didn't He was like my favorite character in season one. So to have him go from season one favorite character to be like, who the fuck are you? Go I die. thought it I thought it was interesting. So he was like, you changed. You know, you made me to seem like the most important person in the world. But none and of now that I'm, was true. No. And I didn't think it was true. I was like, Ted treated him the way he should have been treated mm-hmm. from the beginning when he first met him. He didn't he didn't put him on a pedestal like he said he did. Yeah. He just treated he him, him like an opportunity. He he treated him like he should have been treated his entire life. And now he just has like gotten greedy and just like this is how I should be treated all the time. It's like, yeah. no, we're treating you like a basic human being, which is what I've been doing, Ted has been doing from start to finish. And I just yeah. thought that was really interesting for people to be like, No, I should always be on this pedestal. And no. he's like, no. No. I was very, I was saddened by that, but I'm looking forward to season three. The be- One of the best shows on television, for sure. Yeah. Also, Next to F1 Drive to Survive. Okay. But yeah, spoilers aside, truly, truly, if you have not watched Ted Lasso, it truly is had such an impact on, on me, on Joe. Joe talks about it a lot. Really? He says it's like one of the coolest things to watch as a male mm-hmm. and to watch um, the mental health side of things. It's like Jason Sudeikis has become, you know, this person they look up to mm-hmm. and someone who's very relatable being, you know, a man and yeah, getting in touch with his and wa- watching him like reject the the therapy, reject that. Yeah. Was Joe was like, I so get relatable. that. Yeah. yeah. So it's just been really cool. Ted Lasso, totally worth it. One of the best shows out there. You got to check it out. Get after it. Um, Let's see. I've had this in my podcast notes for a while. I got to bring it out just so I can cross it off. <laughs> Do you have any guilty pleasure snack combos? Mm. I love this question. Let me think. Do you want to know mine? Yeah. Talk to me. Um, Lay's potato chips. Okay. Wait. Fresh don't. bag. But not baked. No mashed potato mouth. That That's not a guilt. I don't feel guilty about that. <laughs> you should. No. Mashed potato mouth. Yeah. <laughs> not the sound effect. Not the sound effect. <laughs> um, here, also, sidebar, I think one of mine and my mom's toxic traits is we will only eat a fresh bag of Lay's potato chips. We're only going to buy the full bag because... You got to get a deal. So it only makes sense. You don't eat it after the bag. Like you have one sitting. We've got a max three day limit. Once it's hit that three day limit, trash. They're still good. Nope. Not like a fresh bag. Wavy over regular. Wavy for chip dip. But regular too flimsy. Okay. But here's what I like to put on my potato chips. Talk to me. Ketchup. (laughs) Ketchup. I don't hate chips. you for this, okay? Because I can, I can get down with that. I the vinegary mm-hmm. taste of the ketchup could complement that chip it's very like, well. It, it's French fries, but yes. just low, low maintenance. You don't need to put, I'm gonna pop them to, in the air fryer. I'm gonna give it a go. Good, okay, I'm nice. gonna give it a go. I love to hear that. Um, mine are pretty basic. I'm also not a sauce girl. Whoa. Believe it or not, uh, hot take. I hate ranch. The woman was too stunned to speak. Yeah, I don't like ranch. I don't put it on anything. Never have, never will. But I will get down with some like aioli, chipotle aioli. But I'm I'm as basic as they come. My mom really fucked me from the joint. From the joint. From the, <laughs> I went from the get-go. I don't know why I said joint. No, she was like plain cheeseburgers. Like I I never experienced like a pickle on a on a hamburger before until I was an adult. Do you like that now? Oh, yeah. I'm like, I load stuff up. But I think that kind of goes to like why I like things plain because I just Mm. was raised that way. Mm. But no, I I can't think any off the top of my head, Rach, but I'll definitely come back. Okay. I also have a question for you. Okay. And I asked Joe this the other day. What is your most embarrassing moment or your like first memory of you being truly embarrassed? Like it could be as a kid. It could be as an adult. But like, what was that moment that you like will never forget? Of feeling that way, if it's t- if it's too deep, we don't have to go there. But okay, my childhood one. Yeah, I was probably like okay, so it was my dad's sixtieth birthday party, so I would have been ten, and um, 
I don't know why I found this really awkward. I, I had yeah. the camcorder. My old camcorder. Never forget. He's dumb and he can't read. He's dumb and he can't read. <laughs> and I'm going around. I'm interviewing people. The young filmmaker, as I was. <laughs> and was and I go up to you. my dad's friend, Judy. And I'm like, and Judy's here with her husband. And she goes, that's not my husband. That's my friend. And I was like, no. Or she's, it, was, it was like somebody else. And I was like, oh. I don't know why, yeah. the young kid, I was like, that is so Mortified. awkward that I assumed that this man that was just literally standing next to her. And w- and it feels so much worse when you're a kid. I love hearing these stories, too. Because looking back on it, I'm like, it's so stupid. Judy's never thought about that a, and you, a day in her life. Never. And you could have, like, laughed it off, like, now an, as an adult, if you did that, you'd be like, you know, you could have done something better and you could have brushed it off. Joe's is like some weird gym class show out moment. Ooh. Um, mine was, and it's something you never forget, right? It's like yeah. when, when I asked you that question, you were like, oh, I know the first time I felt really awkward or embarrassed. Um, my mom sold Tupperware as every woman in the nineties did. Pampered chef. <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, mom was a huge Tupperware girl, Tup girl. And, um, Tup girl. solid product too. And she was having one of those house parties and they had like stuff on display, um, you know, to so people can come in and chop and pick stuff out. And I remember talking to my mom, I'm like, oh, is this stuff ours? Like, is this stuff yours? Like, and she was just so busy. I remember her being like, yeah, yeah, of course it is, you know? And there was this <laughs> stupid, I was 10 maybe, you know? So there was this like stupid sippy cup and it had like a nice, a nice lid. And if you, you know, wanted to you, put it in your mouth, oh, 100%. And I needed it. So I went to, I took this cup with the sip, with the sippy top. Took it to the fridge, put chocolate milk in it, duh, and I started sipping on it. I started walking around the party, and the woman, the head lady who came to the house, was like, she like called me out. She's like, "Hey, is that from is that from over there?" And I was like, "Yeah, my mom said it's mine." <laughs> and it was just so embarrassing. My mom was like embarrassed too, and she's like, "Oh no, those are for display, Jess." She's like, "Well, I guess you can Aww. have it now." So I just put it down, never touch it again. You couldn't even. Look and every at that. time, every time I opened the cupboard, I never touch it. It was just a reminder of how embarrassing that moment was for me. <laughs> <laughs> you made your mom pay like nineteen ninety nine for this sippy cup that I never used because I was too embarrassed. Bad memories. Bad, bad, bad. That's funny. Um, before we get oh, before we get started, I have one um, shit. Josh says, "Oh, good segment. I love these." Um. <laughs> He comes, he's walking up the stairs, and he's like, Rach, <laughs> I keep forgetting what step I'm on when I'm on the stairs lately. I don't I don't know what that's about. <laughs> it's just like... Mike, is his eyes closed and he's counting? What does that mean? Was he asleep? Was he drugged? <laughs> he goes, Rach, I keep forgetting what step I'm on when I'm on the stairs. What do you think that's about? Oh, is he taking like an extra step when he gets to the bottom? No, it's like he's walking up the stairs and I d- I didn't ask any further questions. You on were this. Just, I just started. You immediately went to your phone and said, I'm going to put that. I, oh, immediately. I was like, <laughs> what? You're on the step you're on. You're on the stair that you're on. And then you're on the next step and then it's over. Yeah. You would think that's how it works on other people's Because mind. he was walking up the steps. Walking down the steps. You've done that, right? Yeah, you, you take see, an extra. Oh, yeah. You've you've missed it. Your brain had to reset. <laughs> Up the stairs? I'm like, what? Josh, my favorite <laughs> little weirdo. I, there are times when I'm like, I am dating a, a life-size Nick Miller. Mm-hmm. A Nick Miller in, in my midst. Way. In the best way. And we we did it. <laughs> Another there have been a lot of things. Um, also, uh, on more shit about Josh and with Josh, there are just like, I think, curses that come from dating men. And just also, he's a six. And we've talked about this before. He's got three things that if he loses, he's going to go absolutely batshit bananas. Mm. Keys, mm. wallet, AirPods. He could never lose his phone. That's never been an issue. Hey, do you want to know the best gift for him this year? AirTags? Mm-hmm. They're okay, but also tiles are very good. Okay. And it saves Joe's ass every time. We should. I should. It's That's the best a good gift. Idea. That is a good idea. And get the one that goes in the wallet. Okay. There's like a... That is a top tip. You're welcome, because everybody. Because 
he has to leave for the Browns game Sunday. Um, I'm left to go to my dad's to get something. He calls me. He's like, Rach, I can't find my wallet. I don't know where it is. I have no, I have no idea. I can't. I can't. I can't function right now. I need you to come home. I'm like, okay. Well, I also said it was like, did you check by your gaming chair? Because that's usually there's a little side table there. Mm-hmm. Um, did you check in the key thing? And um, did you check like your coat pocket and your pockets? Because I, I did. I, they're not anywhere. I can't believe we're what do I do? The same human. Because he, he's thinking they might be in my car, which I'm like could be. I can't look right now because mm-hmm. we drove my car up up to Cleveland on Friday night. I I get in the house. Josh is like he runs out. He's like trying to check my car. I was like I'm gonna go check the place i was like you're blind you're blind to all reality right now well when they're panicking they just cannot focus no and walk right downstairs take a look around our room and then i walk out into our living area what do i see his wallet on the side table but there is an object just right on top of it what is it it's just like a stupid little oh couldn't look under it yeah oh and when i was looking at it you could still see it, just like if you were looking down on it. And I'm like, <sighs> you ever just hold it, watch him panic it to him, for a little longer? Give him a kiss. Oh, you're nice. Oh. Give, him a, give him a kiss. I say goodbye. You're so nice. Sometimes I'll just hold it and be like, let me just watch this fire explode. Speaking of lost keys, I have a good story for you. If you've already heard this, sorry, but not sorry. Joe went to Buffalo on Monday um, for the Buffalo Bills game. Big, big Bills fan, if you didn't know it. Um, no rhyme or reason to that. Um, <laughs> and so he went with his dad and his brother and they were doing a guy's trip, little road trip for the day there and back. Um, I think it's about three hours, three and a half hours. And I didn't really hear from him, um, much because he's, you know, doing his thing. I went to, um, a consult with some, with some clients and he called me about mm, one, two AM and was like, Yes. He's called me from like everyone's number. So then I'm worried because I'm like, I had already fallen asleep. And so I get a call from his dad and his brother. And I was like, oh, he probably his phone always dies. So he's just calling to check in. So I wasn't worried at first. And he's like, Jess, I'm still in Buffalo. We're here for the night. Uh, My dad lost the keys at the game. (laughs) I swear to you, I thought he was joking. And I was like, what? I'm like, stop, you know, like, okay, like, when will you be home? He's like, no, Jess, I'm, I'm dead ass. Like, I couldn't be any more pissed. I had an absolute panic attack. I absolutely freaked out. We're fine now. We're in the car. My dad is just roaming around the the parking lot, the tailgate parking lot, just trying to see, scavenge what he can find. And scavenge I'm like, what he can find. And also, okay. Food, water, shelter. Anything. And so they're in the car the whole night. He's like, my mom and Sonny, um, Joe's other brother, are on their way to bring them the extra keys. Callie Mac, Elise. The Lord. Um, and so anyway, so he's like, Hey, I'm going to need you to pick me up at a meeting spot right off the highway at whenever I, because Jeremy had to get to work. Right. That was the whole thing. I was like, get it. I was like, get a hotel. Who cares? Go get a hotel. And he was like, the thing is, is that Jeremy has to be at work tomorrow. Like there's no, there's no way that he can't. Um, so they were just going to wait that out. Sonny and mom drive through an absolute snowstorm. Like Sonny who drives through anything and actually loves driving was like, that was pretty fucking bad. Anywho, Joe calls me and he's like, hey, did you get my text? I was like, obviously, no, I've been sleeping. And he's like, hey, can you meet me at REI in about, you know, 15 minutes? And I was like, okay, so this is about like four in the morning. And so I drive to REI, which was the meeting point, And the only car in the fucking parking lot is um, obviously them. And Joe's in the driver's seat. Jeremy's in the passenger seat. And Sonny was in the back seat, passed out. And so I can see when I pull up that they're like, wake up, Sonny, like waking up Sonny in the back. I'll never forget (laughs) Sonny coming out of this fucking car, just like, just honestly knocked out, like, oh, what the fuck is going on? And then I like yell out the window. I'm like, hey, guys, we we can laugh this off one day. Everyone's like, just shut the fuck up, dude. Shut the, (laughs) everyone's so pissed off. It was so funny. Jeremy gave me this like, look like, oh my fucking God. It was so funny. But um Joe and I will be on next week's episode. Yes. So you can hear the full story from him because it's actually hilarious. Like what goes down in the time that I don't know about what happened. Um, it's very funny. But we, Joe and I will be doing our episode next week for I a Christmas know, extravaganza. A Christmas treat. Yes. 
for everyone. Yeah, so I thought that'd be a good time to announce oh, that. My God. Well, guys, this week we are doing another Am I the Asshole? Birthday um, edition. Birthday edition. I figured, well, we both figured. Last week, it was a big one. It was a heavy one. We're just going to do like birthday themed Am I the Asshole Reddit threads that I found. Yep. And then I also have some birthday questions and reflection on Rach. Okay. Do we, we want to do those at the end? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Am I the asshole for refusing my boyfriend the opportunity to maybe be there for my birthday? My 24 female birthday is in a couple of days, and I love my birthday. Like, I'm a big brat about it and absolutely love the idea of a day that's just mine. Mine. You hear that? I thrive on making plans for it, and I'm definitely spoiled in, in that I'm used to my friends marking the day or at least the evening on their calendar to come to cel- celebrate with me. It's never a big lavish event, but just something like trying out a new cafe, baking a cake together, or watching a movie. When it happens on my birthday, it feels extra special, and I really appreciate it. This year, I've invited two friends and my boyfriend, 32 male, for dinner. Today, he told me that he isn't sure he can make it because Mm. of a big uni-related deadline in the next day that he is still far behind on. When he said that he'll try his best to drop by, I told him that I'd rather we just agree that he wasn't coming. To me... It is easier to deal with the disappointment of a definite no than spending the whole day hoping he will show up and then have my dreams crushed. Therefore, I just completely shut down his efforts to brainstorm about logistics so that he could try to manage his time and maybe come. For the record, I'm completely supportive of his uni work, and I understand that it has to be his priority. However, I don't want to be let down on my actual birthday, which I treasure so dearly, Mm. and so I, I would rather have him not come than try to make it. My boyfriend feels really shitty for not being there on my birthday. Am I the asshole for allowing him to at least try? Mm. I get it. I get, I do fully get where the disappointment comes from. And I can relate to like, I'd rather just know it's not going to happen than to hold out hope. Right. I think that is a natural thing. But, and I feel like he wants to be there and he's trying to have a conversation with you of like, Trying to say, okay, maybe I could come from this to this, this to this. Trying to compromise because he can't change the deadline, but maybe you could go to dinner the next night. Maybe it's just in a bad, a bad spot for his schedule. yeah. But I wouldn't say you're the asshole for feeling disappointed, but it is kind of an asshole move to shut down communication because things aren't going your way. Oof. Good one. Yeah, I feel like kind of like what you said, like disappointment and feeling like that didn't that didn't go your way. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like just make up it, make it up to me another way. Like yeah. if birthday stuff is important. Go ahead and prolong your fucking birthday. Like, yeah. go ahead and make it a second event that y- he can do and yeah. make special for you another time. Right. But I am. I get that. Birthdays are important to me. Mm. Other people's are, in birthday, are important to me. Um, so I get it is different disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, I know birthdays are weird for you, Rage, but we'll get into that. <sighs> um, but do you, because I guess we can kind of talk about how you feel about birthdays, but do you always like hold out for one person or are you like, oh, that person didn't say happy birthday to me? I know. I never think about it. Really? Nope. Oh. And it, other people's birthdays. And that's just the thing. I think I'm just like so not a gifts person, not that like, like this year, I remember. I forgot to wish my best friend Meredith a happy birthday. Like I didn't think about it for days afterwards, mm-hmm. but she's also not a birthday person. And it's yeah. always like a joke. Like her birthday is either the 25th, 26th or 27th of October. Also could be the 24th or the 22nd. I don't know. <laughs> I have a, Meredith, please advise. I forget. And it, it's well, just, I guess if it's a mute thing. And also that was like your childhood best friend. Yeah. So it was like, that's kind of how birthdays were for you. Like really nonchalant. Yeah. Um, so that kind of explains some things though. Yeah. I'm just, I, I've never really liked it. I've never really liked having a birthday party. I kind of remember like as soon as I got old enough to be able to kind of plan my own, I just planned like a slumber party with pizza, which is like what we do any weekend anyway. Mm hmm with my friends but i think that's so, when most i mean but when like we my mom is a birthday gal my yeah. mom is like it's your birthday month like mm-hmm. she used to send me us money for a birthday month like she loves my sister loves her birthday and like 
I don't need to go deep into psychoanalysis, but I've just, I've really never liked it. And it's funny because we were just before the, we were press record, we were talking about like our first year of friendship was 2018. And so in 2018, I turned 25 and I, I want to want to celebrate it. That's my problem. I want to want to do something, but I don't. But from a 25, I like felt like I missed out on my 21st year. Like for my 21st birthday, I was like, pretty deep into um you know conservative church culture you were let's say you were on fire for the lord i was on fire for the lord (laughs) not to brag no one was more fire than me that is funny saying um but basically we did go out to the bars but we went to mexican beforehand and i gorged myself on like chips and dip oof and I literally could not ingest any more liquids or anything into my body. Mm. I was like, I'm going to vomit. I know that feeling. So I I'm lasted like one drink at a bar and I had to go home. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I really didn't live up my 21st birthday. So for 25, I was like, let's do a 21st themed 25th. I had a panic attack in the bathroom. What? Uh-huh. This is news to me. Who I was there. That yeah. was my first year. My husband no, at the time. One of the few times he'd ever been truly consoling. Like, I think most people say that, like, he was actually at his best at that party. He was, like, actually fun. I beg to differ. He wasn't? No. Oh. I think other people were like, oh, he's kind of... Because he was actually drinking. Well, he was drinking, but I remember a conversation where what he was saying was not tasteful. Oh, what was it? In regards to you and your marriage. What did he say? Um, I don't remember, but Madison was there. And her and I both remember looking at each other and being like, what the? It was really weird. And you were there and you probably don't remember it, but. No. I'll ask Madison before. She actually um, ran into him at the bars. (laughs) I know. know. (laughs) Not ran into him, like went to see her sister and her sister is friends with him. So, But I can't, I would be like, stay away. I know. I would be like rude to him. Yeah. But it's, we, we had don't a whole do conversation that. about I know. that. I know, but we don't need to go to Yeah, that. we had a whole conversation about that because it was like, dude, I want her to be rude to him. Was I glad it was kind of But just it's like, also whatever. like on the other card, you were like, I don't want people to feel that way about me either. Yeah, so it's exactly. like twofold, you know? But anyway, so I had one birthday party, had a panic attack in the bathroom and got through it. What is it? What is the root of that for I, you? I really don't know. I, I truly think I am so uncomfortable I'm just uncomfortable with the whole thing. I remember being a kid and I hated opening presents in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom and my sis- my mom specifically had to like beg me to open my presents at my bridal shower. Mm-hmm. I hate it mm-hmm. because I feel like there's this expectation of your reaction and I just, I don't enjoy that. I'm really, I really, I don't, on, yeah. on top gifts not being a way that I feel loved. loved right. So it's just like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like I do like it, and of course I'll use it, but it's it doesn't hold the same weight as it does for some people, and that's that pressure makes me uncomfortable inherently. So I don't know. I just have a weird relationship with birthdays, and mostly I just I feel this pressure to celebrate because what does it say about me if I don't want to celebrate? And I feel like I'm being self deprecating if I don't want to celebrate. But in the end, like if I don't like, I think I'm just like you don't want to. Like, you don't want to celebrate. Like, uh, I think a way of me celebrating is, like, like for 30, like, going on, like, treating myself to a nice, like, vacation or something. But I wouldn't make it about my birthday. It would just be, like, you're 30 this year. You're going to do something that you want to do. And but I would never want a day or a week no. or a thing about that. And I respect that. I feel like people who know you know that about you. And it's, like, but we also, there's a lot of good experiences, speaking from my myself that come with birthdays Mm. like getting everyone together like it doesn't necessarily have to be about you i know that's not it does i mean you know what i'm saying but like you can create an experience or a memory with people that you love Mm -hmm. like you would love everyone of the people who love you to be in the same place at the same time you know and doing fun things i think growing up too like i was always like the hodgepodge kid so i had yeah i had to like bring people like very different worlds together Mm -hmm. and i didn't I was always kind of uncomfortable with that. Like just now I feel like I'm at a point like you, Madison, Jerry, um, are all friends IRL mm-hmm. and like Meredith would fit into that. So like basically on Sunday I had made a plan to like do birthday stuff and I canceled on Saturday cause I was just like, I'm stressed. And I, I was just like, I'm not going to have fun. I know 
I, I feel like it is an inconvenience, especially right now where it's like people had stuff going on that day. And I didn't like the idea of like, this isn't going to be relaxing for anybody. This isn't going to be fun. It's not fun. going to be fun for me. Even I'm just going to be like, uh, I have my own opinion about that. Just being on the other end. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, and it's it was one of those things where, you know, I know where the root of of that was coming from. And it was like, yes, I want to respect your space and and personal time that you need because I I get canceling plans feels fucking good sometimes. I know I almost said to you, I was like, just don't act like you, your day wasn't made. <laughs> No, no, but I I can speak for myself. But like once you're there, once everyone has made that decision to be there for you or to be there to do those things that we're doing, like everybody's having a good time. No one's thinking like, oh, I should rather be doing this. Nobody thinks like that. Like they choose to spend that time with you. They took the time out of their day. Otherwise, they would have just said, fuck off. I can't. Yeah. I just wanted to be like worth people's time. And okay, I didn't right. feel like it was at that moment. Self-deprecation. Sure, sure. Give me another. Am I the asshole? Let's move on. <laughs> reading okay am i the do i read the title yeah am i the asshole for not inviting one kid to my daughter's birthday party hi basically my daughter's nine and it's her birthday in two weeks we're having a party for her in a kid's play center type of place and when we were writing invitations, she specifically asked me not to invite a certain girl normally i'd be against singling someone out and i know my daughter gets along with everybody and she's never had an issue with somebody before so i asked her why she didn't want the girl there she explained that the girl has always picked on her made jokes about her and was just generally really mean so i agreed we didn't invite her come last wednesday and the girl's mom walks over to me as i'm picking my daughter up and she angry and she's angry and shouting at me that I'm excluding her daughter and it's not fair everyone else is invited. But quite frankly, if I'm paying for the party and it's her birthday, I want my daughter to have a good time. So why should a girl who's mean towards her come to ruin her day? My daughter doesn't have a problem with anyone else. And to be honest, she's a very calm and peaceful child. So I doubt she's leaving her out to be mean. She just doesn't want someone who clearly doesn't like her to come celebrate her birthday. Am I the asshole for not inviting her or do I not have to if she's being a bit of a bully towards my nine-year-old. I say, if your daughter is speaking up about something that she doesn't want, you listen. Yeah. And grant and honor that for her, first yeah. and foremost. Um, I feel very strongly, especially if someone's mean to her, why would she want her there at her birthday? Yeah. And you can explain that to the... I mean, I have not gotten to this stage in my life yet, but that <laughs> my confrontation non-confrontational self is saying like fuck no but like i feel like for standing up for someone else i would be able yeah. to be like hey um my daughter is saying that she feels that your daughter is being a bit of a bully and being mean to her that's why she doesn't want her there and i am listening to my daughter yeah. and i'm going to if she's saying that she doesn't want someone there i'm going yeah. to listen and honor that yeah my only thing i would probably check in with because they are nine years old that's fourth grade I was pretty young. Mm -hmm. I just make sure that is the story. Like, I'd want to make sure that it's not that she's the weird girl, mm -hmm. you know, like, and it is an excuse on hey. getting out of it. Like, I'd, I might pop in with a teacher and be like, hey, because it is, it, it would feel so shitty to be the only like girl in a classroom not invited to a party. Truly. Like, that is like a scarring childhood experience, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I think I, my only thing that I'd want to definitely not just, and I can't, I'm not a parent, but I want to yeah. say I wouldn't just take my nine-year-old's word on it because kids are mean. And um, I think dabble with exclusivity at a young age with yeah. like, oh, I don't want her coming or she's weird or maybe she smells bad or like whatever the situation is. Or she could be a, the, the mean girl, but I would just want to make sure that I knew that was the situation before I like sure. ruined another nine-year-old's yeah. <laughs> day. I mean, I think you would know, like you would get the vibe. Being yeah. around school, being around her, like, like if she is like the outcast, then right. then that's another teachable moment where right. it's like, hey, she might not be the cool person, but you know what we do? Yeah. We're kind yeah. before anything else, you know? Yeah, I haven't thought about. Hmm. What am I going to do for my kids' birthdays? I'm going to hate Leave it that. to Auntie Jess. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got to leave it to someone because I ain't going to do it. Yeah, your As, girl will like, handle. Just the drama of like all the kids in the class. Like I remember that feeling of like everyone has to go to Sky Zone. Like what? I really, literally, I must have had like a close-knit friend group, but like we just did sleepovers. Like I don't know yeah. if those parties weren't memorable to me. Boy-girl parties? If we did those. If, 
Yeah, we had a few, I guess. Yeah. But I don't I don't know, that doesn't stick out. I feel like the ones I do remember are like the five the five girl sleepover where we laughed our asses off and painted nails. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like that's what I can get down with. Yeah. That's but what I would I've struggle done with like the picking and choosing. Yeah. Let's just, you know, just open it up. The whole class. That's a lot of money though. <laughs> At least if you're like renting out Sky Zone or something. Also a risk. A danger yeah, Sky Zone could be to a broken bone. Never forget Sky Zone. If you know, you know. Mm, don't know. <laughs> oh, Never it was been. like in I think it was in Chapel Hill. It closed when I was young, but it was just one of those like I would have had a blast. I still have dreams where I'm in Sky Zone. I would have been the show off that been like, I was a gymnast and a cheerleader, so I can do flips. So good thing I didn't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these <laughs> not were, a good like, look climb for me. up ropes. Like I still have dreams that like I'm at Sky Zone and it's Did too you enjoy steep. It? Oh, I was like a fat kid. I probably didn't. I could see you having fun. Pure unadulterated fun from Rach. I would love to I, see it. I think that's why we love kids so much. Just want yeah. to scream their heads off at stuff. And like so. laugh. Yeah. I see it in my nephew. Sometimes he just like cracks himself up or like something brings him so mm-hmm. much joy. And you're like, that is probably the best feeling you're having right now. And you're bringing me joy to see that. It's so cute. Yeah. I don't really, I don't have... All, all I remember is like the drama of like not being able to climb something or do something. So I don't really remember so the, the ba- joy I would have had. I just remember being like, I can't give myself up. This and that's it. adulthood, if you ask me. You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to down. I know it's hard to remember all the good stuff. Yeah, but I guess there's more. There's more good than bad. Yeah, we have sex now. We do, and that's pretty great. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Josh and I have been jumping each other's bones lately you know what i we've love been, to hear that and we've been just like making out to make out yeah keep it alive good. keep the make out alive wait till, wait till that off birth control really hits it. oh you'll my be, god you'll be slicing it up good joe and i where i we were watching ice age and we just said <laughs> <laughs> something about Sid, Sid Sid the it <laughs> it's more mammy M- manny the mammoth i was like oh let's just and the internet went out and we're like okay <laughs> Don't know. Don't know. That's all I'm going to tell you. I'll spare the details for my Please. mother-in-law who listens, but it uh, was good. <laughs> <laughs> More on that on our next episode with Joe. It'll yeah, be good. You know, we all the weird good movies you've boned to. Yeah, that's and be for Joe, that's a lot. So, <laughs> King of movies. Well, yes. when you live with your mom, you always have to put on TV. Oh, so you, what is that one people do to the office a lot? Because like, <laughs> office is a late night show. <laughs> we do do it to new girl quite a lot oh yeah, yeah. who hasn't you yeah. should that's a nice one to do it to nick miller's yeah. voice in the background sometimes we'll fuck around with planet earth oh something relaxing yes serene yes because if i'm like stressed out i'll start watching it yeah so like, do i at night i do I'm like no i mean ha- like while i'm having sex <laughs> <laughs> what yeah the focus i know how do you do that i, I don't mean to i'm just like going on over there what's that scene oh i need to be in locked in locked and loaded i'll be losing it i'll tell you josh josh and i cannot wait to have a house to just have sex it's yeah wherever whenever good call before you come that's all i gotta say call before you show up that's a sex house (laughs) (laughs) that'll be that'll be a sex house definitely calling before i enter am i the asshole for wanting to do nothing for my birthday Okay, Rachel, did you write this, your own entry? I did not. This was two years ago by my birthday, 677. Okay. I will be turning 21 in three weeks, and I'm honestly not super excited. I decided that I want no gifts from anyone, and I just want to sleep in and have the day to myself. I've even decided to go to work later on in the day and just pretend that it's a normal day. My mom called me a few days ago asking me what my plans for my birthday were. I told her that I will be going to work and just having a normal day i also do not want any presents they are mad because it's my 21st birthday and you normally have a decent celebration for your 21st in my country i'm just not wanting to have a party i've also had to refuse my mom's idea for family dinner or lunch not only did i hurt my mom's feelings the rest of my family now think i'm an asshole for not wanting to do something for my birthday am i the asshole for not wanting to do anything for my birthday no no this really hurts because i'm like is this you (laughs) 
I, I, I think like, it's different. Why? Like, I mean, why? I don't know. But it's also I, like, I, I get like it. There's Some, built up pressure sure, on the day. I get that. Like there's built up pressure that, I mean, I know I, I don't like dealing with. And then... I don't know. It's there's something about birthdays for some people. I know, and it's like I can't think of anything that super traumatic that happened to me. Yeah, no, and there doesn't need to be. But it's like, um, but I do, I do want to honor her and be like, it's it's not about everyone else. Like the pressure would be like, we want to do this for you, but it's like I actually don't want to do that. That's not. I don't like to go out and drink. Like the twenty, especially for the twenty first. Like some people love that big celebration and love going out and doing Mm twenty one shots and all that. But like that's fun. But it's like if that's not your vibe, yeah. Uh, I'm going to put Danielle here right on the spot. And I'm sorry about this, D. She did 21 shots. We were in Bowling Green. And she did all what 21. Day, one day, what time did she start? I, I mean, we did a regular night. You did it in one night? Oh, how she lived? I made sure. I made sure. But she was, we were that, we were those people who put tallies on our arms. And we had the bartender tally for 21 shots. The liver of a queen. D, <sighs> you did it. And I was I was witness to it. She did it. I watched her. Some were easier, right? Like easier shots. They weren't all f- JMO, you know. But God bless her. She out here. Thank you for saying. Thank you for being here. Because she, yeah, she did that. Shit. I've only heard like people people do it over like a long time. Like wake up <laughs> and like. No, it was like an average night. I think we ate dinner and then we started from there. No, dead ass. You a real one, D? I see you. Okay. okay. Um. Where was I at with that? I think I lost. What do you mean? Oh yeah, if um, if that's not your vibe, you yeah. know, if that's do do something you want to do. That's all I'll say about yeah. your birthday. It's like do one thing for you, do something for you. Like if you genuinely want to get Chinese and binge watch Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. <laughs> like do that. Like yeah. it, as long as you are in charge of you know your yeah, one do thing. what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're me, then pretend it doesn't happen. Okay, I have some birthday questions okay. for you. Okay, okay. They're just some self-reflection, nothing too nothing too crazy, nothing too deep. Okay. Um, and we can cruise through them. What has made you feel the most alive this year or most like yourself? Not too deep. You don't have to get that deep. The most alive? This Ooh. is these are hard questions for H. These are I know. Introspective. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> my nightmare. Impossible for Impossible. you. This has been a like a this has been a really hard year. One of my, my hardest years. Hmm. Like hard and good, but like also like hard. <laughs> <laughs> like it's hard because yeah. it's like I I love who I'm with. I'm all of that, but like emotionally for me, it's been kind of a mixed bag, if you will. Um, I'm trying to think. Or it says, or most like yourself, like. Mm. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. I don't know. I don't think about myself. We know. This I, is why I come up with these questions. I know. <laughs> TBD. Um. Most like myself. I would say it's this year you've been most like yourself. Yeah. Like in general, watching your style evolve to what it is. Talking about you um, decorating your house and showing me what you want it to look like. Yeah. Has been that feels and you feel like that's most like yourself. Yeah. And I feel like I definitely feel like this has been a year of like realization it's just hard for me to pinpoint like yeah one specific day or time or experience that was like yes this feels like me but I do feel like I've had like a lot of realizations like I felt like a lot of my style like especially like as a plus size person pretty much her whole life like my style was to fit in and I took a lot of like and, and I mean it's hard it's not ugly clothes like my closet it was always been nice but I've gotten to this point where it's like I know who I am and there are certain clothes that I'm like I can't wear that like trying to pick an outfit for Josh's like company dinner and like all of these things that it's like oh, it doesn't look like me like I feel like I can't just go to the store and like get something I want to wear so it's like it's been good and it's been stressful because it's like what the hell am I supposed to wear mm-hmm. um, and 
yeah, I feel like my style's really come a long way. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good, though. Okay. Sorry, I, I wish I had... I didn't prep you on these either. No, no, so it's okay. But you hate prep. I know. Um, okay, who inspired you this year? And what mm. qualities about them did you admire? Or do you admire? I've been very, 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 very inspired by our friend Jerry this mm-hmm. year. She has been doing... <laughs> trigger warning, Jerry. Turn it off if you don't want to hear it. <laughs> um, but she's been doing... Like the success that Ladies and Tangents have had is literally like I've seen Jerry bust her fucking ass. And I've I've, truly, I've never met someone that works harder. And I know that's something that like both her and I struggle with, like that being a very toxic comment because it's like, oh, we love that comment. But it, we like search for it. But she works so hard. And um, I've been really proud seeing her. Like in the community, like if you aren't a part of the ladies and like the ladies and fangents Facebook group, you should be. I've never really understood the point of um, Facebook groups before, but now I do. It really is like people are like coming out on her page or asking for advice. Like I asked for advice about like rosacea because Josh has really struggled with rosacea. I'm not just going to put that on my Facebook wall, but like I have this group of like 11,000 people that are like. Here, here, yeah. like a girl gave you know, like which wedding dress should I get? And like Cute. it's just really, it's really great. So like the community she's been able to like um, foster there has been really beautiful, and her mental health journey has been great. Like she's put in a lot of work in therapy, and she's recently gotten a medication. And I feel like even when she feels like she's drowning, like as her friend, I've seen her just really like pursue her dreams which is like it's crazy to see someone that you know like follow their dreams and have these doors open for them and it's been really like an honor to like be her friend walk with her through this part of her life and um yeah she's always been kind of an inspiration to me with like who she is um but this has been a like a really wonderful year to watch her grow for her yeah for Mm -hmm. sure she's got cute kids Shout out Jerry. Shout out Jerry. Shout out Forrest. Shout out Bess. Shout out Oliver. Shout out Shane. Shout out Shane. He he did half of that. He so. did. He did. <laughs> okay. Maybe not Forrest. She might have <laughs> right asexually uh, a little done more that. than. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I've asked you this before. Something similar, but it's your birthday, so maybe you can have some more insight. Um, mm-hmm. something you've accomplished this year that you're proud of. Uh, One thing. And don't say other people. <laughs> it's something you did. Um, I think adding like the wedding film side of things, like mm-hmm. seeing that grow has been very cool and um, growing our business in that way. Um, definitely a learning curve takes me a pretty long time. Um, and I'm of course like perfectionist and dealing with all those things, which is hard, but I'm proud of that. And that whole rebrand with me and Madison, um, I think it's been really good for her. It's been good for me. Um, been stressful, but worth it. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah. I was going to hope you were going to say that. Yeah. Cause that's a good one. <sighs> you rebranded for the what? 15th Don't time. Don't talk about it. It was supposed to be a soft <laughs> but, rebrand. But it but it really seamlessly fit. Oh, yeah. I feel like it was already happening, so the switch yep. was very seamless. Yeah. Okay. I have written something Kay. for you. Written something for me? Yes. Okay. It says, Dear Rach, I know birthdays are hard for you, and you don't like the attention or pe- people doing things for you. So, yes, I bought you material things because I'm a gift giver at heart. But I also did something else. You put your value in other people needing you, helping others, but it goes far beyond that. And I know if people said this to you via text or person, you would disassociate. So maybe if you hear it this way, it'll hit different. So stay with me. What did you do? My heart's beating. I don't know why. Okay. From Jerry. Rachel, quite literally saved my life. I always think of her as the life raft that came out of nowhere when it felt like I was drowning. She's continued to be that life raft for the last four years. You can't help but grow and heal <clears throat> and become empowered by being around her. She doesn't realize that her presence is powerful and contagious. I'm beyond grateful to have her as a friend and cherish her beyond words. 
Hands down, one of the most influential people to ever live, to ever enter my life. Watching her come into the season of her life has been such an honor, and getting to befriend this version of her has been one of my greatest joys. Cheers to so many more years of growth and dreams come true. Love you, Rachel Bubbles. From Laura, knowing I have Rachel in my corner has made me brave enough to be my fullest self. She is the fiercest, funniest, and hardest working person I know, and the fact that she is my sister is the very best thing about me. Mads. Rach unwaver I hate this word's hard. Unwaveringly supports me in a way truly no one else does. This has been the hardest year of my life, and she has made sure that there isn't a second that I feel alone or that I can't get through hard things. There is no words to show or to say how valuable that, that has been. She is an incredible friend and such an important person in mine and Eric's life. Kat Dossett. I am so grateful for her spirit, her confidence, her encouragement, and she and always for her company. She shines, and it's because to see that glow become a blinding light these last few years. There are no words good enough for how Rachel's changed my life, but I hope this works. <laughs> Joshua Pridemore. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> Rachel is literally my best friend. No offense to everyone else. And the only person I truly feel like I can be myself around. It's been two years with her, and every day feels like that car ride home after I dropped her off from her first date. Simply put, she is the love of my life. And he said, the rest you're going to have to wait for the wedding. <laughs> And Larry, I love you get his number from. I love Rachel for is my favorite one, so I saved it for last. I love Rachel for being Rachel. I love her resilience to frustration. I love how she follows her dreams and knows it's the right thing for her to do. I love how she loves me and her mom and Laura as I love her. Rach, it's very clear that when you come into people's lives, you make a very big impact. I'm so very honored. This is me. I'm so very honored to call you a friend, and it's really been the best journey watching you blossom into who you were always meant to be. Happy fucking birthday, Rach. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to get through mine and Josh's wedding. I really won't. No. And it's going to be fucking rad. It was when I said Josh, we were like, oh, shit. But no, I just wanted you to know, because you don't like things, but you value the people around you. So that, to me, in my mind, was like the ultimate birthday gift. And I know you don't hear it, so I'm going to send it to you. So <laughs> I'm like, what other way is she not going to disassociate and actually hear these words? No, I hear, I heard them. Well, I love you very much. Happy fucking birthday. Uh, Another episode, she cries. We love to see I it. I might be crying more now that I don't birth control. Who knows? That's good. But feels good. Got to get to cry. Made, a, made an appointment with my doctor to get on a bit of an antidepressant. So that might... I might soak it all up again. <laughs> You're right. Suck it up. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, if there's something I am proud of, like I, I do feel like I've, I've put the right people in my life and kept the right people in my life. Um, and that says, I mean, it does say a lot about you guys and it says a lot about me. And I think every single person that I've kept in my life, I'm happy to have them there. Like there's not, um, I mean, I have this conversation with a lot of people that, you know, they, they tolerate friendships that like suck the life out of them. And I like, I just cannot, I can't relate to that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think a lot of my anxieties or whatever, it's like, I never want to be someone that sucks the life out of someone because I am the friend that people go to mm -hmm. when someone else in their life is like burdening them, you know? Yeah. So it is a weird, like, I never want to be the burden or I never want to ask too much of people. And I do feel like that is a lot of um, behaviors that were like set example by my father of just like him retreating. And it's all those things that it's like, maybe it's genetic. Maybe I just was such a daddy's girl that I wanted to be just like him. And like, you know, you know, reflected those characters um, in myself. But yeah, I, I can't fully explain why I am the way I am or why I don't like birthdays or why I don't like thinking about myself, but um, thank you for being there. Thank mm -hmm. you for being my best friend. Thank mm -hmm. you for this podcast. Thank you for doing that because mm -hmm. that was a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I love you and I love all of you guys and it really is fun that, I mean, this is definitely something I'm really proud of beyond like the film film stuff. I don't know why the podcast didn't cross my mind. At oh, that it's point. okay. But it, I, I mean, it is like, I think that. because it's like, it's the community for sure. That's like, 
it's it's great to be a part of people's like every week, you mm-hmm. know, and that you guys um value that and that I get to sit, you know, on chairs with my best friend and talk and um connect and hopefully create like connection for you guys. Right. It's great. So good, Rach. Add that to the list. Add it to the list of things you're proud of. I'm glad. I'm glad you're able to say that because you're a part of all of it. Happy birthday, Rach. Hey, we love you guys. We do. In in conclusion. In conclusion. Jess and Joe will see you next week. This will be the first episode I'm not on. I know. I'm sure I'll be here, though. Yeah. We, we'll come here. We're going to Christmas extravaganza. It. It'll be so good. Yeah. It will be good. We got some good topics we've been prepping. <laughs> Joe's a sick, so you know he has to prep. <laughs> He's ready. Um, it'll be fun. So tune in next week. Um, we will put up questions if you guys want to know anything about what it's like to in our first couple years of marriage we're gonna be pretty open so can't wait yeah we love you guys love you guys thanks for tuning in let's go happy birthday rich